Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, everybody jump! 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 Yes, yes, yes. Good Thursday, one and all. Taz and the Moose with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Attention hotline fans. Your number to call Mike and Pete across the way. Bogus, your updates as we come to you live. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless, seamless mortgage experience. What's up, Taz? What's up, man? Ah, you know, Moose, great. Uh, feeling good. Hope you're feeling good. Uh, we're ready to have a great show for the next couple hours, three hours here, as you just laid out. So uh, it's going to be great. We've got an excellent guest coming on later on, NFL Business Insider. Andrew Brandt will be here. Uh, so it's, uh, it's going to be great talking to him, uh, talk a little football. we got a lot of football in this episode, my man. A lot of football, lot. right. Nice. We'll go through AFC, nice. NFC, and, uh, and Super Bowl predictions. Uh, a little bit later on in uh, the program as well. You mentioned Andrew Brandt will join us. We get it going. It's opening night in the National Football League. Oh, yeah. as you have the Bears and the Packers. Uh, great rivalry doing a uh, battle later on this evening. And, uh, you know, football is finally upon us. I know. I'm fired up. I mean, I'm so excited. I want to do the Bears-Packers prediction right now, but we're not going to do that. That would be ridiculous at the top of the show. That's just bad. That's just bad. So we have a, we have a, a plethora to get into here, a lot of storylines. Uh, to talk about. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to, too, like you just laid out, that we're going to do our NFL predictions for, you know, the conferences and the wild cards and who's going to win the NFC Championship, AFC Championship, the Super Bowl. Um, I have a sh- – I have I don't want to say a shocker, but I have one that's going to – maybe – my, my thoughts in the AFC, it might floor you a little bit. So. All right, nice. Yeah, yeah. a little tease for you, Moose. There ah. you go. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so we'll get into that a little bit later on. That's coming your way top of the second hour. Uh, but uh, the NFL is uh, is obviously clearly back uh, with the uh, the opener tonight between the Bears and the Packers, and you know the kind of the the intriguing storylines going into this uh, the course of the NFL season. You can really go to each and every NFL city. Let's begin with the fallout, or I would say, uh, yeah, the fallout in Dallas uh, with the uh, Jerry Jones, uh, Jason Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott meeting with the media. Uh, after Elliott signing that six-year, uh, $90 million contract extension with $50 million of that being guaranteed. And the interesting thing to that was this, uh, which I found fascinating. If you follow um, Mike Tannenbaum on Twitter, who, you know, former Jet and Dolphin executive, uh, you see him on, on ESPN um, as well right now, looking at uh, Ezekiel Elliott's contract. And even though he doesn't have all of the direct language, just the the way that the contract was written. So we talk about the number of $50 million being guaranteed, right? Mm-hmm. At signing, here's the significant difference. At signing, Todd Gurley got $21 million. At signing, Zeke Elliott got seven and uh, just a tad over $7 million. And there is a stipulation. We talked about the fact of the behavior of Ezekiel Elliott, right? Mm-hmm away from the football field, and Jerry Jones saying, well, we're not concerned, we're not concerned, we're not concerned. Well, when they wrote the contract, they were a little bit concerned because 
the language in the contract of Ezekiel Elliott should be suspended at all, uh, once again, by the National Football League. The only guarantee is the seven million dollars. That's tremendous. Yeah, that's yeah, that's uh, so. That's Jerry Jones yeah. came out and basically said, "Oh, we're not concerned about anything. We're not concerned. That doesn't bother us whatsoever." Well, nonsense, because when they wrote the contract, they did not give him that that whole signing bonus or a majority of that signing bonus. Forty plus million dollars is contingent on him not getting suspended or getting in trouble away from the football field and Very getting suspended once again by the National Football League. Very interesting news right there. Uh, and uh, I'm glad you brought that up because um, uh, I wonder now, Moose, I'd love to get your take on this. I wonder if that was a big chunk of the holdup, the guaranteed money and that stip they had in there. Usually guaranteed money is a holdup in most contracts, especially guys in the collision business, <laughs> like a football player, especially a running back. But because, uh, you know, the, the, the agent and the player wants to get as much money as they can guarantee because they could end in a snap of a finger um, uh, their career. So, uh, But with this guy's character issues off the field, meaning Zeke Elliott, I wonder if they wanted, the Cowboys maybe wanted to give less than $7 million and Zeke and his agent uh, uh, had a fight for this. I wonder if that was a one of the bigger holdups. That's my point, you know? Yeah, um, uh, you know what? I, I don't know. It, it could have been. Uh, you know, it could have also been the total of the uh, the, the the total value of the, uh, Taz of uh, the the signing bonus of the guaranteed money that he wanted over $45 million to surpass Todd Gurley. It could have been, you know, a number of different things. It could have been just the stipulation in general um, in terms of them not wanting that to True. be there and that, yeah. and that having to be there. Yeah. Uh, but... Um, it's interesting when we talk about what's put out there for for public conjecture and, and conversation and for all of us to take in. Mm. And the Cowboys made it <laughs> seem like they were A-OK. No, we've got no character concerns whatsoever with Ezekiel Elliott. Well, when it came down to business and when it came down to brass tacks, there were concerns about Ezekiel Elliott's behavior uh, away from the football field, and they protected themselves should he get in trouble with the National Football League once again. Should there be any suspension uh, by the National Football League, once again, for Ezekiel Elliott, uh, then his money will be greatly affected. And we're not just talking about the fact of the game checks. We're talking about the signing bonus in terms of the guaranteed money uh, that is believed to be coming his way. So I thought that was fascinating yeah, I, well, and a I good was, breakdown by Tannenbaum last night on Twitter. Yeah, I, I don't follow Tannenbaum on Twitter. I, I, maybe I should, but I'm usually a snob with the Twitter. But I got to tell you, um, that it's interesting. I, I was out here on the radio with you saying – I, we didn't. We had a little light debate about it. I was like saying, "No, uh, uh, you know, Jerry Jones. He doesn't care." But he said it himself. I heard him. He said it. We had we had a drop or whatever. He doesn't care about the character stuff. Uh, well, yeah, I was wrong. Um, no, 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 I'm <laughs> not, bring, I'm paper, not he, he it out for that reason. No, I know you're not. It's get, just great when information. You, yeah. When you get into the the language of certain deals, and you're looking at the guaranteed money, and the the other knock on the contract was, you know, for for Elliot is that. You know, there, there's really only two, like, kind of guaranteed years. It's kind of a, a stipulation here where then it's kind of singular contracts where the Dallas Cowboys, Taz, aren't necessarily locked into Elliott. So, I mean, it, it's a six-year total if he plays well and plays up to expectations. I mean, it's an eight-year contract now, uh, you know, worth uh, just short of $103 million. But there's some that look at the deal and say, well, there's no way Ezekiel Elliott's going to make the uh, the entire amount of that contract. But... If he keeps his nose clean, 
Yeah. If he doesn't get in trouble, yeah, yeah. if his behavior is A-OK away from the football field, if he's not, you know, uh, if he, he's not acting like a, a, you know. An immature a, kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Or a, Unprofessional a or guy, a bad whatever. guy. Right, 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 right. Away from the football field at, at right. St. Patrick's Day parades, he's, he's got no, nothing to worry about. Right. Or, you know, well. he's got nothing to worry about, Taz. The $50 million will be coming his way. But the Cowboys. <laughs> that's good inspiration. Well, <laughs> but keep no, you motivated, right? Well, but, I mean, <laughs> that, that's thing. it. I mean, it should. Yeah, I mean, he should right? do the right I thing mean, anyway. But I, mean, I, I, right. I yeah, but if I've got fifty million dollars that I know, oh, yeah. I, I you know what? I'm a choir I'm, boy. All right, I'm going home right <laughs> yeah. after. I'm making exactly. sure that I earn every single last penny exactly. <laughs> uh, that is coming my way. But the Cowboys did, in essence, uh, protect themselves. But uh, they're happy to have him back in the fold. And he was at practice yesterday. Here is Zeke talking with the media uh, and talking about uh, how important it was. Uh, you're going to hear the reporter first about being the highest paid running back in the NFL. Important for you to be the highest-paid running back in football. Uh, it was. Why? Um, because I believe I'm the best. Yeah, well, there, there you, you go. go. Short, simple, sweet. right to the point. Are you happy to be back? Alrighty, watch that. Okay, fine. <laughs> Take two. Grab most. <laughs> are you happy to be? Where are we going to do it? Let's go. Uh, that's a whole that's a long to, story. Are you happy to be back, Zeke? Take a listen. <laughs> I was definitely really anxious, you know, because I definitely wanted to be here for the start of the season. Uh, um, but, uh, you know, I'm happy it got done uh, when it did, and uh, I'm glad I was able to rejoin my teammates and, uh, you know, start the season with them. You know, there was just the ups and downs, and, uh, you know, some days it seemed closer than others. And, and uh, I mean, a lot of times I felt like we were getting close and then, you know, kind of regressed. So, I mean, it was just a lot of ups and downs. And here is uh, Jerry Jones, Taz. When you were on the, I were on the airwaves yesterday. Jerry Jones was on CNBC uh, during on one of their financial shows. Uh, here's Jerry Jones talking about the deal. Zeke has been arguably our best player. I'm not trying to be unfair to anybody else, but he's an incremental part to our success. Uh, we're glad to get him booked in. We're glad to have him uh, on the team. When you're talking about that kind of money, we're all overpaid. Ah. If you really wanted to look at it that way. For what he has done, how he's worked, how he's utilized his skills, uh, then he's in the marketplace of where we are in pro sports and pro football. No more Zeke who? Right, no, no now he's, right, he's an incremental part. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right verb, but incremental part of the Cowboys' success. Uh, talk about a guy that's happy uh, that Elliot's back. Uh, besides Jones, Stephen, and Jerry, and the entire Jones family, and Zeke, happy to get the contract. How about the Cowboys head coach, which we talked about yesterday a little bit? Here is Jason Garrett on getting his tailback back. Great to have him back. Uh, he was here this morning for the breakfast club meeting at seven thirty, and mm. uh, went through the walkthrough and anticipated him practicing today. So he's been a big part of our team, and uh, we're excited to have him back in the fold. Zeke's been a big part of our team. He's so well respected by everybody in our organization. He's been a really important player for us. So it's great to get him back in here. I know they were working hard on it last night. I was in those conversations. And then, you know, this morning uh, we woke up early and we found out the news and we got him in here and he's had a good day so far. He's so well respected that we had to put a stip in there in case he does something stupid off the field. Well, okay. right. well, <laughs> no, you know, it's well, just, it is. I mean, I I mean just, it's you know, smart. I mean, it, it is, is smart, it is no, smart it is, from it is. the Dallas Cowboys perspective because, you know, if that's what's going to keep him on the straight and narrow, Taz, and, and help him mature a little bit, and some guys mature. As we all know. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Later, some guys yeah. get in, some guys don't. Yeah. Even if they get paid, some guys still don't get it. Yeah. So hopefully, for his sake, uh, that Elliot does get it 
and there's no more suspensions or infractions uh, with the National Football League, uh, which could affect the bottom line for him. Listen, <clears throat> well, um, it's important to have him back. There's no doubt about it. It's great that the contract is done. Right, right. It's great that we don't have to have any more uh, pressures. We <clears throat> talked about it and ran through it yesterday, Taz. If you were, you know, if everyone out there in the listening audience was locked in, I mean, uh, you know, clearly the Cowboys backtracked on it, but that's okay. They realized. I mean, they they understand. Yeah, they, they, oh. And Jerry Jones wants to win. I mean, honestly, he hasn't won. The one since Barry Switzer was right, the quarterback, right. it was the head coach uh, of the Dallas Cowboys. He wants to win a Super Bowl. If you want to win a Super Bowl, you know, yeah, you're going to make sure that your best player's on the field. Absolutely, and he's the, the NFL's leading rusher, and he's he's uh, just a fun guy to watch play football. I mean, unless your team's playing against him as a fan, but he really is. I, I loved watching him play when he was in college with Ohio State. He's just a, just a great player. He's just really fun to watch play the game. He's so talented, so dynamic, so explosive. He's got every intangible adjective you can imagine of positivity of his ability, Zeke, Zeke Elliott. You know, and uh, you know, hopefully through some of the things that happen, he does mature. And you're right. Some guys mature later. Some guys don't mature. Right. You know what happens. That's you're right. Good it's a good point. You know I mean? It's like, and you know, even if you, and sometimes if you're making, you know, that kind of money, I could never fathom. I've never made that amount of money in my life. Never came close to making fifty million dollars on a guarantee or anything like that, but that can definitely. It, I don't want. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a not a psychoanalyst, but it definitely could. It could affect you maturing a little bit. Hopefully, it doesn't become a, a heavy duty case of entitlement where he's just totally over the top egotistical. Look, all these pro athletes have an ego. They all. Um, they have to. That's a huge part of being successful as as an elite athlete. You have to have some sort of an ego. It comes with it. It's part of the game. Mm. Hopefully, all this money and being paid as the top running back, which you should get paid that, okay, hopefully that, that does somehow he can keep grounded. Hopefully the people around him can keep him a little grounded and keep a little humility and humble in his life. I hope. It's hard to be humble when you just yeah. got paid that kind of money, though. No, you're you're right about that, you know I mean? especially Crazy. in you know, in, especially in the you know machismo world of the National Football League too. I mean, it's hard to you know stay True. with both yeah. feet on the ground and uh, you know remain humble and and you know when when all of a sudden the the world's your oyster. I mean, you're treated like a conquering hero when you're down in Dallas and uh, when you go back to Columbus, Ohio, and Ohio State and. And people are throwing themselves at you, literally, uh, to just get a PC. I mean, that that's difficult to do. But you know, <clears throat> uh, he doesn't have to be you know a guy that's going to be uh, you know entering the Franciscan order and becoming a monk. But what he needs to do, Taz, is <laughs> he needs to stop acting like a douche. I right. mean, that that's ultimately what he needs to what he needs to do is that he, he he's got to stop being try he's got to stop being this kind of you know bad boy party guy. Uh, away from the football field, he was always a hard partier. That was the not, that was the that was the read on him coming out of Ohio State. But he was also a guy that that worked hard and partied hard. That was the you know that was the the word on the street about Ezekiel Elliott, and it's continued when he's been a member of the Dallas Cowboys. He's just got to make sure that he's acting properly when he's going out and enjoying himself. Yeah. If he does that, and he's never uh, and when, if he does that, he'll be a okay. He's got nothing to worry about. Yeah, um, exactly. Uh, who knows? Uh, as far as the partying thing, I mean, some guys, I personally was never like that, but some guys, that's that's their makeup. That's yeah. that's part of, it's going to sound weird, why they're, they're really like unique yeah, and good sure. players. 
Um, and that could be a, we've seen a, Taz, I'm not tons, knocking, tons of good athletes like yeah, that, right? No, no, and I'm not knocking for no, doing I know that. Not, I just don't, no, I know. don't pull a woman's top down you when know. you're at the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Yeah, that's not I a good I mean, just don't yeah, do no, that. I, I totally agree with you. You yeah, want to no. go have a good time? You want right, to drink right. some green beer and have some right. corned beef and, right. and drink and take an Uber home? I don't, I don't care. I mean, yeah. enjoy yourself, right? I know. I and totally agree. And be in a VIP party, just don't act like a moron. That's a bad thing. That's a bad thing to do. So I would strongly assume that this guy, this kid, learn from this, I would, because it was just so well-documented publicly what happened and all that, and that, you know, so hopefully he fixes himself here, gets some maturity. If this guy gets his head right, and and he's a choir boy off the field, and he plays the way he normally plays, I mean, this, this guy could be one of the one of the better running backs ever to play the game. Ever. Oh, no doubt. He's that talented. No, yeah. he's he's that talented. He's that good. He runs with power. He, you know, he's able to take a hit, Taz, and, and keep on going. He's clearly the most important player uh, for the well, Dallas uh, Cowboys. And, you know, go ahead. I'm uh, sorry. So, that's what not. Well, well, I, I want to just, because I'll forget, how about how great he is in the backfield blocking? Oh, I mean, no, you don't get enough, he don't get enough credit for no, that. He's a three-down running back. Tremendous. He is, right, know? and he's great in pass protection. Um, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and so I, I guess I – you know the the other besides the impact on Garrett and and everything. I, I think um, you know it, it's also important to know for you know a position in which your earning potential is younger during your NFL career when you're into those rookie contracts. Uh, like we mentioned a little bit yesterday, Taz, it's going to be a sign of things to come. And I think it's a case of I think there's got to be other young NFL running backs out there that are certainly celebrating. Um, at the contract that that Zeke Elliott got yesterday, uh, because uh. <laughs> it, it might be a path for for stuff that they do down the line, whether you like it or not, whether it bothers you or not. Uh, I think it's going to be a sign of things to come because they're earning potential for running backs. They're the best. They're great when they're young. They're not great yep. at twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty years of age. They're yep. great when they're in those initial rookie deals. And NFL teams have also figured that out. So. Whenever they have leverage, Taz, whenever that might be in any particular situation, I'd not be surprised if this is a sign of what you're going to see where that leverage is going to be used. Yeah, and I and I think we touched on this yesterday. I'm pretty sure we did. It's not, and you know this, Moose, this is not going to be for every starting running back in the NFL. You Look at Melvin Gordon. He's sitting home, and he's not... He's not going to get this kind of deal. It's not going to happen because he, he's not as good as Ezekiel Elliott. No, he's not. But <laughs> he's also maybe getting a little bit greedy. I mean, they offered him ten million, $10 million dollars a year, right? Right. And right. it's like that's not good enough because he wants twelve to fourteen. Well, not everybody. You're right. Not everyone's worth what Ezekiel Elliott's they, getting. They're not. They're not. He's not. And I, I think Melvin Gordon's a hell of a running back. I love him. I think he really is. I think the Chargers need him, and they're going to be hurting a little bit without him, even though Eckler's good. But the thing is, he's not like we're saying. He's not Zeke Elliott. I'm just saying, like I think that a lot of these. Look, if you're if you're the kid on the Giants, Barkley, yeah, your your future is Zeke Elliott kind of money or pass him, because I think he's got the ability, Barkley, to be better than Zeke Elliott. Alvin I think Kamara. Uh, no, 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 no. I know that. Yes, that, that said, come on. No, 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 no. I'm. Ta- I brought up another example. Oh, I'm sorry. Kamara will get paid. Christian True. McCaffrey I forgot, I, with Carolina. I forgot about those two guys. You're right. Christian McCaffrey those two with guys Carolina. Those guys. Those two guys are going to get paid. I think Barkley out of all of them wants his. I think he's the best of all of them. In my opinion, he's going to be the best. Of I, all. I don't disagree with no you. No doubt. But those but I, guys are going to get paid, to your right. point. Yeah, and, yeah. The, and the one, the big key is going to be Kamara down in New Orleans, Taz, right. because he wasn't a first-round pick. He wasn't, right, true. McCaffrey true. was a first-round pick. 
Barkley went second overall. Right. Alvin Kamara was not. I believe Kamara was either, uh, I believe he was a third-round selection coming out of Tennessee. Yeah, I think he might be right about that. By the New Orleans Saints. So Kamara's in that situation, Taz, where he's not making a significant amount of money based on the production that he's given you. And now, especially, it'll be fascinating to see down there in New Orleans now without Mark Ingram, who's now a member of the Baltimore Ravens, the kind of year that he has down there with the Saints. I mean, he could have a massive, monumental type of year, Mm. and that's going to be something that the Saints are going to have to address because I think Alvin Kamara is probably looking at what Zeke Elliott got, and it was a good day in the Kamara household realizing that if he stays healthy and productive, he's going to get numbers like that coming his way. You're right, the third round on on Kamara. But, yeah, and another good point for you too because, of course, with Ingram being out of there and being with the Ravens, it's not a two-back system anymore. No. It's, it's a Kamara system. Correct, yes. <laughs> He's getting more touches now, you know what That's I mean? That's exactly so, right. So those yeah. are a couple of interesting storylines. We'll run around the National Football League. we got picks later on. Oh, man. Uh, Taz has been working steadily. So have I. You um, saw me, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. I did. He was color-coordinated. Looked over. He's got well, a spreadsheet. He's oh. got different colors. Well, what I do with you, it's, it's, like, I'm in law, it's like I'm in law school. Oh, i got to yeah. make sure i got everything. <laughs> it's like, come on, let's go. Let's get the NFC style. Come on, Taz. You know, I was like, well, you know, i got to have it live. i got to be. I'm I that much s- of a stickler. You make bit. me sound like I'm a third-grade teacher. No, third-grade? You're like a college <laughs> professor at Yale. Like, you kidding me? It's like my final paper uh, here. i got, I got I to make over. sure. I was like, wow, bold colors. I was like, what? Taz, Taz, what are you working on over there? I know. My picks. All all, all, right. the, all the shows we've done together, you've never said that to me. <laughs> what are you working on? Today you did. I've been working on things since 3 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's Taz. It's the Moose. It's a Thursday morning. CBS Sports Radio. Got a favorite football team you want to talk about? College or pro? We want to hear from you on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Toll free line, 855-212-4227. It's brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. 15 minutes. You can save 15% or more on car insurance. You know, Moose, you mentioned that Mike Tannenbaum earlier. And uh, I was actually in an elevator with him a few weeks ago. Nice. Tall guy. Like, really tall. I was out in L.A. And he was... He was doing stuff in Los Angeles, the spot I was at. It was actually we at the same hotel. That's where it was. Okay. And uh, he was, um, yeah, he was uh, very tall. He was with some woman, looked like a PR person, and he blew me off. He didn't acknowledge me. Um, nothing. Maybe he didn't know who, you know, well, maybe it wasn't a wrestling guy. I had a t-shirt on that was black and orange. It said Taz with a world championship photo on the back. I mean, I had the black of towel your, on. Of yourself? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. then he should have recognized T-A-Z, yeah. Or so. he could have been like, who the hell is this guy wearing a T-shirt of a picture of himself and on? Why is he wearing a black towel over his head in an elevator? Right. Who's that wrestler? <laughs> a big fluorescent arrow pointing at him. That's calling the cops. Who carries one of those? <laughs> he probably texted the the woman or the gentleman he was with. He's like, get me out of here. This guy's, this guy's crazy. He said right. a security word. Right. He said nothing. Bananas. Right. He said nothing. Exactly. Bananas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're at this fancy hotel. And, and I'm like, ah, oh, look at this guy. And I'm looking at him. We're going down. He should have said hello. No, I don't. I don't put Why him not? He's a good guy. He's a nice guy. I don't put nobody over, Moose. You know that. If I was in the elevator with you, I wouldn't oh, say hello. <laughs> I don't put anybody over. Say, you know how I, I am. Know. I won't. I won't give them credit. I won't. I won't. I'm Just too much of an egomaniac. I know. I can't. I can't introduce myself. Uh, if I was in an elevator, if I left here, and Billy Joel, who I think is a tremendous artist, if if he was in here on the elevator, I wouldn't say, hey, Billy, 
I, I love your music. I'm Taz. I, I, I wouldn't do it. Say you'd be like nice to. I enjoy your work. No, I don't do that. I expect people to come up to me and uh, say that. No, so. I, I really. Yeah, come on. <laughs> well, that's that's. I've had that happen many times. I'm sure you have. I'm not saying that, but if someone doesn't, and there's somebody you would like to meet, you don't introduce. You don't say hello or introduce. I don't. I told you the Lee Mazzilla story, bro. <laughs> that doesn't make I sense. told you the Lee Mazzilla story. I'm, I'm scarred. Since I'm a kid, I'm scarred. I Lee Mazzilla. I wanted, you know, I went up to get an autograph from Matt Shea, and I kind of got the cold shoulder. I was crying my eyes out. I was 17 funny, years old. Uh, funny story. Uh, I wasn't 17. No one got well, the joke. But no, I, I got <laughs> six weeks ago. Um, we, I was at, uh, I was on the, the Hutch, which is a, a road. Um, just north of New York City. I know what it and is. And I'm at uh, a little Broadway. bit of a rest stop. And, oh, uh, were you? I, I was at a rest stop, went in there to go to the bathroom, turn around, I hear moose. I turn around, it's Lee Mazzilli. I don't, they, How they about that? Lee Mazzilli! Yeah. He blew me off! Yeah. And I was a little kid. Wow, yeah. that's a true story. On the Hutch, Hudson River Park, you're Correct. hanging out in the rest stop. I'm right. not hanging out in the rest stop. Went to the bathroom, <laughs> and there was Lee Mazzilli there. Sorry, my bad. That's <laughs> no problem. Yeah. My, bad. my bads are oh, out the window. Right. Yeah, but say, you tell right. Lee that I didn't say hello. How about that? Well, I Is will. he a nice guy? Or I'll tell him the joke Sounds that like you just it. tell him. Maybe it'll go over better with him. Dude, he, he was one of my favorite Mets when hello. I was young. I loved I loved Mazzilli when I was a kid. I loved him. I loved him. I, I was so crushed. I don't, in defense to him, I don't think he saw me. It was a million people. Maybe not a million at Shea, but there was a lot of people there. And everybody, all these kids, including me, I'm elbowing kids to try and get Lee Mazzilli's autograph. And that's the last time that I ever tried to get anyone's autograph, and that is the truth. Mm. I have no one's autograph. I don't care about autographs. I don't. I won't take. I think I'm scarred. Mazzilli scarred me. That's what happened. probably did. Yeah, I think so. For the rest of your life. I, I, yeah, it's sad. Okay. I mean, it's simple. So that's it. So, oh, look who just walked in. Bogus. <laughs> what were you guys talking about? He's been sitting. I know. Oh. How you doing, there, Jim? How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking, you look great, Taz. Man. You look great. I appreciate that. Uh, as you and I have discussed Maz. more than once, Taz, uh, it's good to see that things are finally going the Yankees' way. Oh, Aaron Judge appears to be Aaron Judge again. Now the one-two. Oh, here we go. Swung on, hit in the air to deep right. That ball is high. That is far. That is gone. A Judgian blast. Hey, it's a two-run home run to right center. All rise. Here, Here comes, comes the judge. John Whoa. Sterling on. Whoa. Stop. Don't boo. WFAN here boo. in New York. <laughs> judge reaching the 20-homer plateau All with rise. his seventh long ball. Here comes the judge. Oh, you love it, Moose. In the last two it. weeks. Oh, that's a great call. Yeah, it's not a great call. It it's, is. it's the it same will, call he has every well, time a guy hits a home run. I'm it's not a great call. The, I'm, stop, stop. What, the verbiage of the call? Yes. Is that what you're the, yes. The, so you think, how long do you think it took him to write that? Not when he first came, Yeah, very exactly. creative guy. Yeah, so it's like, I like uh, it. I enjoy to, uh, it. I, I find it enjoyable. Yeah, it fan, adds man. something to my life. Well, congrats. <laughs> I'm happy for you, dude. I mean, as a Met fan, uh, it makes me sick. How about that? Well, you've made that perfectly clear. We so, under, but I, I understand. Get it. Yeah. Right, I got you. Thanks very much. I mean, if he was right. Sterling was a Mets commentator, play-by-play guy, right. he was this doing is, that. I'd love right. it. Taz yeah. is bothered by Sterling, but he can't wait to hear how he goes. Put in the box. Oh, it's the best. Oh, right. The oh my yeah. God. Every time it's different. Yeah. Sterling, it's, you know, right. different yeah. pace, oh, it's, yeah, different right. inflection. It's all love different. Right. Yeah. Yes. We're in the books, man. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Where was I? Let's go. Right. Oh, Take yeah. 20 Yankee homers victory. now for Judge. His Yankees took their rubber game from the Rangers last night, 4-1. They haven't lost a home series since mid-April. 18 wins, 
and three splits. The Red Sox down Ooh. the Twins last night, 6-2. Two homers and five RBI from Mookie Betts. Oakland shut out Anaheim 4-zip to stay even with Cleveland for the second AL wild card. Those Indians held off the White Sox earlier in the day, 8-6. And Royals history was made last night. In comes the pitch to Soler, and he absolutely demolishes the ball. It hits off the Royals Hall of Fame building. That is home run number 40. It is the first 40-homer season by a Royal ever. Denny Matthews called it on Royals Radio. KC beat Detroit 5-4. Over on NL Grass, the Dodgers swept the Rockies 7-3 while setting the NL record with 250 homers for the season. The Giants rallied for a 9-8 win in St. Louis. The Cards lead on the Idle Cubs atop the NL Central down to two and a half games. And the Reds beat the Phillies 8-5. Cincinnati's Michael Lorenzen pitched two innings for the win hit a two-run homer, then finished the game in center field. He's the first player since Babe Ruth in 1921 to go deep, Jeez. earn the win on the mound, and play the field all in the same game. That's awesome. That is crazy, man. It Jeez. is finally game day in the NFL. Ooh, Green Bay, wow. Chicago kickoff is shortly after 7 Central. Now, most of the Bears starters were held out of the preseason, so Khalil Mack is raring to go. Oh, man. Oh, I'm so ready to hit somebody other than my teammate, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it's something we're looking forward to, and it's something I feel like it's going to make us a lot hungrier coming out there. This is the 197th meeting between these two. The road team won last year's game. I could interrupt for a second, sorry. Of course you can. I have to say, Khalil Mack, that guy motivated, like where it's, he's like a pressure cooker about to explode. Yeah. That's not the guy you want exploding. No. That guy is a bad man. I'm also glad so. he he sounds like Khalil Mack should, should sound. sound. Like kind of like yeah. cool, almost too cool, a little badass, well, ready to rough you up. Oh, man. Well, yeah. we, oh, we had, man. We had, uh, what's his name yesterday? DeMarcus was in here yesterday. Great, great guest. Great, He's great in guy. shape, huh? He's in great shape. Yeah. Guy looks like he still, still could play. But his voice didn't match. It's almost like the Mike Tyson thing. His voice didn't match his body. Right. Look, DeMarcus could like tear your head off. You know, yeah. and it's like he sounded like a soft-spoken, chill, mellow guy. Yeah. Where Khalil Mack, like to your point, Andrew, sounds like he's just ready to tear right. your shoulders out and stuff them down your throat. Yeah. So ready to hit yeah. somebody. See, he just wants to drill somebody. He is. Oh, he's man. ready to hit somebody. I think he's drinking up. like cognac while he's having this conversation. Like, no, he's just... drinking beer, bro. Yeah. He's drinking straight like Ryan. I think he's more right. refined yeah. than that. No, yeah. I don't, no, he's drinking Ryan Gold appeals. Yeah, old school. He's drinking like he's drinking, not not light beer. He's not a light beer guy. Of course not. He's drinking that out of the can, maybe a little Colt forty five, hardcore Jones. That guy's a badass dude. I'm telling you, hardass Jones. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think is. there's anyone to disagree with you. I'm just trying to <laughs> sell it, Bruce. I'm trying to put the guy <laughs> over. Just, yes, I mean, I okay. So I mean, I agree. He's motivated. Yes. Oh, God, you could start a body How about embracing <laughs> something your partner says? How I about embracing me? How about this is I a beautiful adjective I'm giving for this great defensive player, Khalil Mack. Beautiful adjective I'm giving. It's a little intense. It's a little intense. Let you go. I know. I know. Cut the bunny rabbit loose. I know. Oh, that's, that's a new one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who ties up bunnies? I don't know, but it's pretty crazy. That was a pretty crazy cliche. Yes, I, yes, what does I the know. line say it again? No. Cut the bunny around. Cut the okay. rabbit loose. We could go back on the pod and listen to it. Oh, okay. We go back. <laughs> right, wherever they... pods are available. Right, uh, Jaguars QB Nick right. Foles dealing with abdominal soreness, but expected <laughs> to play on Sunday. The Jags didn't practice yesterday because of Hurricane Dorian, but get back on the field today. In non-Zeke news from Dallas, 
Cowboys wideout Amari Cooper put in a full practice yesterday, reported no pain in the foot he injured a month ago. And Rafael Nadal with a straight-set defeat of Diego Schwartzman in the U.S. Open quarterfinals. The women's semis are on tap for tonight. Serena Williams takes on Elena Svitolina, then Bianca Andreescu, and Belinda Bencic. Guys? Do you have to right. practice those names before you come on the air? I would imagine. Um, go over them. That's tough. Yeah, I go in the bathroom. I have a whole series of vocal exercises, right. and then I mix in the particular like things. Like Harris Allen. Like, something like that, yeah. Very Harris, nice. Harris practices in the men's room? Uh, gets his voice loose. Really? Yeah. La, 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 la. Something no, like that. No, no, no. Like I forget what it was that he did on the overnights. I forget. It was something that he had some kind of thing that he used to do. Every, every <laughs> Nothing yeah, like no, that. No, he's not an opera singer. He's not very good. <laughs> good point. Yes. No. He's not. No. He doesn't even look like one. No, he does not. No. <laughs> No. No. Looks like he's delivering beer to a deli. But I like Harris. He, also has, he has every <laughs> single free T-shirt the Mets have ever given out. Does he really? T-shirt fraud is at City Field. I didn't know. Nice. He's, got, he's got. Oh, them all. that's great. That's great. I didn't know. That they made it guy. for Harris Allen. Did he, that's like Stingy. He has all the stuff. He's just that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't he's know if he actually player. technically does, but it certainly seems like it. I don't think he likes me anymore. He used to, and he doesn't really acknowledge me much. You know. But, I didn't yeah. pick up yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah. He's oh, mentioned man. that once. That's what happens here. Yeah. We'll get into the latest surrounding Antonio Brown out there in Oakland with the Raiders uh, and the fine that was levied to him and his reaction to it. We'll do that next. It's Taz of the Moose on this Thursday morning. NFL is upon us. Packers, Bears tonight. We'll get into that as well. we got picks, AFC, NFC, Super Bowl picks coming your way top of the next hour. Andrew Brent will join us a little later on the program. You know where you're at. Sirius at XM 206. Great affiliates across the country. Taz Moose, CBS Sports Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. That's right, here on this uh, Thursday morning, Taz of the Moose with you, and news out of Oakland yesterday that Antonio Brown's antics throughout the course of training camp uh, going to cost him. Um, as uh, Antonio Brown was fined $54,000 in fines for missing time uh, during training camp and fined by uh, Gruden, Mayock, and the Oakland Raiders. His response when your own team Want to hate you, but there's no stopping me now. Devil is a lie. Everyone got to pay this year, so we clear. Okay. Got five kids. Well, there you go. Yeah, I know. I saw that on the IG. I was, was talking about you, man. I was like, okay. Well, why? Look, if you got in trouble, you get, you're getting fined fifty four k, fifty four thousand dollars from your team that you haven't even played an official down for yet, uh, or caught an official pass for in a game yet. And you're already just a massive headache with the, the frostbite feet to, to the to the helmet, and then more helmet, and then more helmet stuff, uh, and now they fine you, and then you Mayock sends him the letter, and then he posts the letter. Like what? Why would you do that? Like that's just that you you need that much attention. Just eat the fine, or just make a statement if you want to say that's crazy ass sentence you said fine you know uh, when your team uh hates you now so basically now the Raiders hate them now the Raiders hate you because you missed a bunch of practice and a bunch of you know stuff that, that you're supposed to do and you, instead of dealing with your your feet issue which they tried to help you uh in 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 
you know, in California where they were at camp. Instead, you went back to your mansion in Miami, dude. I mean, please. And then you post the uh, accountability. And then you post the letter. Come on, he shouldn't have posted that letter. That just—he's just—it's the same old thing. You can't be surprised. People can't be surprised though by this. This is the way the guy is. Well, I give the Raiders credit. I mean, the the one thing I look at is that uh, they're going to try and cut the nonsense off at the knees. So yeah. he was fined nearly fourteen thousand uh, dollars for missing a walkthrough on August twenty second. Fined forty k for missing a camp on August eighteenth. That's the day that uh, Mayock came out and said, uh, you know, gave you the, the statement and talked to the media, didn't take any questions for about two and a half minutes, you know, closed it out with, uh, you know, it's time for him to be either all in or all out. Right. Um, so uh, he got a 40K suspension for that, uh, 40K fine for that. And I give the Raiders credit. Uh, I no, do. I, I mean, yeah. and, and there's a lot of guys that, that get fines in the National Football League. I mean, Plaxico Burris was fined a ton when he was a member of the Giants. When Tom Coughlin, but he was there on game days, and uh, you didn't hear about it till it was afterward. He was catching touchdowns from Eli Manning, helping him win a Super Bowl. So it doesn't mean that this relationship, you know, all of a sudden now has to go down a, a bad road or a bad path. I think there needs to be a, a case of for Antonio Brown. We talked about it at the top of the hour with Ezekiel Elliott, Taz, in terms of accountability. Um, and, you know, he's got 50 million bones uh, to... Uh, to stay on the straight and narrow. Mm. For Antonio Brown, there's got to be somebody. Um, and I get he wants his personality out there. I get that he has a great social media following and he wants to be open and honest. But there's got to be somebody that's got to pull him aside uh, to have a, a, a come-to-Jesus moment for Antonio Brown where this kind of nonsense has is, is got to come to an end um, to where he's putting this stuff out there and criticizing the team that – reworked your contract and gave up draft assets to get you out of Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, oh. you, you got to be a little bit happy. You got to be a little bit more respectful for the franchise that you're playing for than what you're doing right now. This guy's not changing. This is a guy who's not going to change because he's not some young kid. You know, this guy's been around. This guy's a pro. He's been around a long time. He's been successful as hell, all success with the Steelers and all that jazz. This guy's not changed. This is the guy who this guy is. This is who he is. He just needs that attention. He... And this is a kid who went to well, Central. change when he doesn't have work. Right. Well, he's got. Then all of a sudden he'll be on the NFL Network weeping well, about true. the mistakes that he made that's in the past but and pleading be, for another it'll opportunity. It'll be too late at that point. He's 31, exactly. years, he's 31 years old right now. I don't see him changing at 31 years old no, no, I, as I, a multimillionaire. You know no, what I mean? No, no. And, and Taz, maybe, you know, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm being naive in terms of there's got to be somebody to kind of pull the reins in and help him out. But then I don't want to hear the complaints when he doesn't have a job and trying to find work later on in life. Uh, or you know, three, four years down the line when maybe he's lost a step, could still contribute, Taz, but teams don't want to deal with the headache. I yeah. don't want to hear about them because then all of a sudden it'll be a case of why doesn't Antonio Brown, why doesn't he have work? It was a similar case of with Terrell Owens. Remember, Terrell Owens was dying yeah. to get back in the National Football League. Dying, no team would give him another opportunity, even though he could probably play. Why? Because of the very fact of they did not want to deal with what they perceived was going to be a headache for a guy that might be the third or fourth receiver on their depth chart, right? Yeah. How long did it take Des Bryant to finally get an opportunity to play last year? Now, he ended up rupturing his Achilles tendon with the New Orleans Saints, and he's not in the National Football League this year, but it took Des Bryant you know, forever to get another opportunity in the NFL. Why? Because teams didn't want to deal with the headache. And the perception when you look at the game film was he was having issues getting off the line of scrimmage, and he was not getting the separation that he once was. And they said, well, why am I going to bring that guy in <laughs> When I could bring in another receiver that 
might not have the name, might have that, not have that kind of clout, but I know is better at this stage, and I don't have to deal with the nonsense. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's totally, totally agree. The thing is with Brown, like, you know, you would think that after all of the drama and all the stuff that was public at Pittsburgh and when, when the news came out he was going to be a, a Raider, you know, we talked about it. Like, well, maybe, maybe you know, he'll be a good choir boy uh, probably until they start losing games and stuff like that. I didn't think this was going to happen this early. Throughout this whole camp, throughout Hard Knocks, they're mic'd up. They got cameras on them. The whole drama with the helmet, the this, that, and the other thing. I mean, look, the feet thing, you can't blame the guy. You know, it happened. He was in France. He's in a cold tub. He got the frostbite. I mean, that that's something that just, he was, you know, that I don't get, you can't get mad at the guy for that. But the helmet thing is a whole nother topic. And on Hard Knocks, I watched it pretty close. Man, Gruden and Mayock both tried to placate to this guy Gruden putting plays in to, to to help Antonio Brown shine on the field and be the star that he can and will be or wants to be. And, and this guy wasn't there for that. And you could tell the frustration from Mayock and Gruden throughout hard knocks, but yet they were still cool with him when he was there. His teammates seemed like they liked him meeting Antonio Brown, but it was like he was sprinkled in and out of being at practice. And I don't understand how you're in a, you're, you know, you're in a walkthrough and you skip a walkthrough without what is an unexcused absence from practice in Winnipeg, okay? So, because they played in Winnipeg, they played a preseason game. Now, I, my mind escapes me who they played. Put took on the Packers. The Packers, thank you. Eighty-yard <clears throat> field. Look, I don't understand. That's right, the eighty-yard field. Dan, the, the bad turf and all that stuff. I don't understand how you miss a walkthrough. I don't understand if you're getting. Tassie tr- doesn't care. Right. Well, no, I know. I mean. I, it's, I I agree. I know you're being. I know yeah, you're I'm kind of being rhetorical. No, I, mean, I know yeah, that. I know. Like, I know. He, he just doesn't but, care. But you're right. He he's, he mean, feels he, he feels he's too big for he it. He feels that's he's above it. it. Right. Right. That's and 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 Taz. You know, I I he's in. You know, we talk about <laughs> uh, Jalen Hurts being the guy that's easiest to root for in college football. I think it's next to impossible to root for Antonio Brown. Yeah, and I got I'm him not, on my fantasy I'm, team, Moose. I know you do, but I mean the. <laughs> I know it's – I don't wish ill will upon Antonio no, Brown know, at all, but he is an impossible guy to get behind. And maybe I probably have a healthier respect now for the Steelers and for Tomlin and probably what they've dealt with oh. and the stuff that did not get out that's now out there for everyone, for all of us to take in over the span of the last three or four months. What must have it been like? For the last number of years with Antonio Brown starring as a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I want to hear, there has got to be story upon story of stuff that did never got that, never saw the light of day, never got oxygen, never went out to the public of the headaches and the nonsense that the Pittsburgh Steelers had to deal with in, in, in reference to Antonio Brown. And to keep the train on the tracks, I think you probably have a little bit of a, I, I have a healthier respect for the job that Mike Tomlin did in Pittsburgh mm. in dealing with this knucklehead. No doubt about it. Tomlin's got to be sitting around this, behind the scenes saying, see, told you, told you this guy's a pain in the rear. Uh, you know, I, I, if I was an owner of a team or, or general manager, Antonio Brown, would I want the best receiver in the game on my team? Absolutely. But you know the baggage that comes with this guy. And he's not out there breaking the law. He's just a straight pain in the ass. I mean, that's what he is. He really is just obnoxious. He's annoying. He, he feels like he's above everybody on the team. And, and for that, it'd be tough to take him. But I wonder if people out there listen to us, Moose, if you were the owner or you were the head coach or the general manager, if you were Mike Mayock or John Gruden of the Oakland Raiders, would you want Antonio Brown on your team? 855-212-4227. Do you or would you want to deal and put up with that stuff 
because you know you're going to get great production from a great player. Would you want to deal with that? That's me. I I hate to say it. I, I'm going to be honest because I love to win. I, if I was in that position of a general manager and stuff, I probably would want him on my team. I I don't blame Mayock, Mayock and, and and Gruden for taking oh, him. I don't, I don't blame him either. I I don't blame him either, Taz. And you're, I think there there were a handful of teams that were interested in Antonio Brown. I think there are a number of teams that would be intrigued in in bringing Antonio Brown aboard because they'd feel like. He's not going to act like that under our regime. He's not going to be that. But I mean, he is—he is what he is. But they're going to—they're going to gamble on talent. Right. And it's not like Antonio Brown is getting in trouble with the law. That's what I was saying. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's—it's exactly. it's none of that. Yeah, no. It's just a case of the distractions, the nonsense, and the headache the that makes your day longer. <laughs> that makes your day longer, and and it makes it—it it makes your job as an NFL head coach more difficult. As if it's not long enough and hot enough. To be in a Gruden's position or That's any it. other head coach or GM, it's a tough. These are tough. Look, I, I remember, hard to win in the NFL. Oh God, yeah. Antonio of Brown makes it easier on Sundays right. and game days. Makes it more difficult over the course of the week. Absolutely. I'm glad he didn't go to my Bills. Now, I mean, remember the rumor he was going to go to the Bills? Yeah, he didn't want Buffalo. Well, you know why? Yeah, of course. But the reason why <laughs> the Bills aren't wide like the, the, the Gruden, you know? Oh no, they're not. McDermott. They would have find him about oh, eight. Forget about eight hundred grand. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. That's it. it. Just wouldn't have worked. We got Taz and the Moose NFL picks coming your way next on this Thursday morning, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.